Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Rooster and the Villain. Very happy to have a guest here, a guest from Baltimore Spurs. Um, curious to hear about the group, Jesse Schneiderman. Did I say you that got right? Got it the second time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A little, a little head hesitation there. I'll blame it on a little bit of a head cold here. That's just an excuse. So, welcome to the pod. Thank you. Really great to talk Spurs always. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how'd you hear about the pod? Did you just did I reach out to you a long time ago? Because we've been talking about doing yeah, this for think, a long time. I think we chatted on Twitter. So I, I run our Spurs Baltimore Twitter account. We are at Spurs Baltimore. We're not at Baltimore Spurs. Um, someone, an old an old board member is uh, bogarting Baltimore Spurs. But, um, I run our Twitter account, and I think we chatted there a couple times. That's right, yeah. And I saw you guys have a Facebook we group, do. too. We have a Facebook group. We have an Instagram that we use a little bit. Um, we have a Facebook like page so anyone could see. So if you're not in the group and you still want to like see the events for games and stuff like that, you can do that. Nice. And uh, is that where most people get the information from Facebook or Twitter or just kind of everyone knows to show up? Is it Lighthouse is your home? Very good research. Yeah. So we're at, Light, we're at Lighthouse in, uh, in Baltimore, in Canton, in the Canton neighborhood of Baltimore. And yeah, I think people find us on Facebook mostly, but like the club is really great. We've had to move our bar a couple of times and the club is really good about updating that on their general kind of repository they have. And so if you're traveling, you look for Baltimore Spurs, you find it. But we do get a lot of messages on Facebook like, hey, I'm in town. Are you open for the game? Hey, I just moved here. Where do you go? Things like that. Nice, nice. And uh, how many people typically show up to a matchup? And I know that probably widely varies. Um, so I'll give you, So I'll give you Brighton and I'll give you Bournemouth. So Brighton, because of the time, because it was a weekend and it was, you know, like it was a weekend game. It was somewhat later in the weekend. To, it, no, it wasn't a weekend. It was it was a good time for a game, right? Yeah. yeah. Was it Thursday? At it was Thursday. Most people, yeah, a yeah. lot of people weren't working. We had a lot of like availability. Um, and that yeah. was, I, we had maybe 40. Oh, that's um, nice. The big, it's like the Man United game at the beginning of the year. We had over 100 people at the bar. Like it was packed. Um. Bournemouth, because, you know, again, still on break. It's New Year's Day. It's New Year's Eve. Who knows what's going to happen? People are holding up for the night. Um, we had probably 20. Um, we do pretty good. We have, over 100, we have over 100 paying members of the club. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm part of the the nation's Montgomery County Spurs, so we don't really know what we're doing yet. But uh, It's nice. <laughs> yeah. How, how long has Baltimore Spurs been in, in existence? I want to say this is our 12th season. We sell, So we did 10-year jerseys, but we did them last year because we it was our 10th anniversary, but our 11th season. But so we, gotcha. we did our 10-year kits last year that you had to be a member to purchase, which are really cool. I almost wore mine today. I should have. Um, and then – so but that was our 11th season, so this would be our 12th season. And how did were you involved in the uh, the first inaugural year? Did you show up? Later? I was not, so I didn't. I didn't even live in Baltimore yet when that happened. Um, what happened, I think, from the stories, is that there were a couple Spurs fans who you know were, were Spurs fans, and they would watch at the various soccer bars. And I think it was Under Armour because Under Armour's in Baltimore, and they used to sponsor. They used to be our our kit producer. So I think it was a a joint thing with like the Under Armour folks kind of helped us set up and they you know hooked us up with a bar owner who provided a good space ended up being a racist guy who we you know moved from his bar uh, the last match we ever watched there actually was the champions league final which is a bummer but <laughs> i'm convinced we provided the bad juju for why we lost that game 
Oh man, that was a uh, <laughs> yeah. This is so involved. We'll always haunt the, the nightmares of Spurs fans. But what a, what a run! But what um, a run. we were, but yeah. So we, I think Under Armour helped with it, or kind of like was was involved at least a little, um, because they're you know located in Baltimore and they were they produced our kit for. How does a supporters group go about picking a bar? Is there generally perks for a supporters group? Because I've always been kind of curious about that. Yeah, I was one of the folks who drove around talking to the bar owners when we first moved from the racist guy's bar. Um, and what ended up happening was basically we brainstormed with the club and said, hey, anybody have any ideas for a bar? Um, let us know. We'll check them out. You know, people on the board, whoever are going to go check them out, meet with the owners, we'll see what works best. And so we got a bunch of suggestions. We met and narrowed it down. And then I made appointments with folks at the bar and stopped by a bunch of them. They had to the three things they had to guarantee were they don't mind opening early. We are the primary thing. Like for example, one of the bars we went to was an Alabama football bar too. That was suggested to us. When I went there and they were like, "Yeah, you can have this area back," I was like, "No, it's not going to happen because we need yeah. to be the thing." We're have you know, <laughs> and they have to let us hang stuff. Those are the three things we were looking for. Um, and so that's why you find a lot of bars that feel a little more divey being soccer bars because sure. they don't mind what you put on the walls. You know, one of the places was kind of a bit of a swanky place and they put on a whole presentation for me. I walked in, they had the Spurs logo on the, it was beautiful, but it was a swanky place. Yeah. We couldn't hang stuff. And so gotcha. it wasn't going to work because okay. we couldn't hang anything. Uh, so what are the vibes like at uh, Lighthouse? Why did you guys ultimately choose the, the owner's great the owner's a great dude um shout out to jay jay's great um but they i mean he doesn't mind us hanging stuff up we hang out there's enough space he doesn't mind opening he'll you know he's a really great partner when it comes to like dealing with the tv packages and i know there's been a lot of talk in the american supporters groups about they changed the rule like the club pub pass deal for nbc is different now and that was been like incredibly more expensive so he's been a good partner with finding sponsorships for that. He's gone to some of his vendors to help out with that. Um, you know, just like it, it's first of all, like, is the owner going to be cool? Is he going to give us like positive vibes when we're there? You know, we do get like, I think Guinness is $3 during a game. So we do get like a deal. That's a yeah, great it's three deal. or it's five. It's cheaper than it normally would be. Um, so he cuts that down for us during games. Um, but he's, you know, it's really just, are you going to open? Are you cool? You know, the deal is secondary. Do they serve like breakfast food? They and stuff? Do, so they open the kitchen later. They open the kitchen at eleven. But what we'll usually do, there's a bagel place around the corner, and what nice. either us or him sometimes will go and stop and grab up twenty four bagels with some cream cheese and butter and lay them out, and people will just grab them as they go. It's very helpful nice. when I bring my two and a half year old with me. Uh, keeps them occupied for long enough. Uh, a five and three year old, yeah. and then. The Premier League show, Jimmy's got two kids, so well-versed in, in fatherhood. And, and and where I've picked up this lovely viral oh, uh, respiratory That's where they always come from. Really <laughs> yeah. So um, how long – was Baltimore Spurs the first time you watched with other people or had you you know had a space where you did that before? So it was. So I moved to Baltimore almost 10 years ago um, with my then-girlfriend, now-wife, um, who was moving down here to go to Hopkins for school for some post for like postgrad stuff she um had her undergrad and they do a program where you become a nurse if you have an undergrad degree you just do nursing only classes for a year and a half and you're a nurse and so we moved down here for that um this was my first time 
um, going to a bar to root for Spurs. I had been a Spurs fan for a couple years prior. I hadn't been like in earnest. Like I wasn't like going to a lot of games, like watching all the games like I do now. Um, But I had, I would play with them in FIFA and I would follow them on, I would like follow their scores, but I wouldn't watch as many of the games. Um, But then when I moved here, I was like, oh, cool. An easy way to make friends. I started going to the bar semi-regularly, met a bunch of cool people. And now I go there almost every game. How'd you find out about it at that point? Did you see like some Spurs memorabilia up and like ask somebody? Oh no, I I Facebook searched for Baltimore Spurs. I did exactly what people do for us now. I Facebook searched for Baltimore Spurs and they're like, cool, we meet at this bar. I'm like, cool, that's where I'm going to go. I'll go to this bar for this game. And um, yeah, I feel like the city, like you guys get a nice crowd. Moco Spurs were probably about 15 ish Mm -hmm. game on the, you know, that first Man United game, like you said, was pretty crowded. I bet we had like, 35 cool. 40 in there cool. for that one and i'm hoping you know the whatever the manchester uh manchester game middle of january is on saturday at 11 30 that'll be so huge that'll be time. huge 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 yeah yeah but um how often do you get like random city visitors coming in for a game is that pretty frequent because it's kind of like a conference yeah city. it is yeah. definitely a conference yeah. city i think a couple times a month i'll be at the bar and there'll be like some dude with a seattle spurs hat or like some dude with a scarf from Minneapolis Spurs or some dude who I just don't recognize wearing something from Spurs and I'll start talking to them. So it's like a couple times a month there's people because there's so many medical stuff here and there's so many conferences here and it's just a transient city generally because of all the medical stuff in Baltimore. A lot of people are here for three or four years and then they leave. Um, and so we get a lot of, we just get a ton of drop-ins. We get a lot of drop-ins. Um, but we also get like the Ravens are... And so last year they had a big game against the Bills, I remember, and we got messages from the Buffalo Spurs folks a couple weeks in advance, like, hey, four of us are coming down for the Bills-Ravens. And so that was easy. The Orioles, too, it's a beautiful stadium. People love to go see the Orioles because their stadium's really nice. So people who come down for the weekend for a series, we get those people, too. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I remember, uh, you know, when I was in middle school living in New Jersey, I went down to Camden Yards. It was a lovely weekend. and. I went to uh, – I was in the conference in Vegas last year, looked up uh, Vegas Spurs and met up with them. So it's yeah. so cool to see in a city, you know, all these Spurs groups popping Very up. Cool. And I'd say it's a fairly popular team in the United States. I Obviously, being a top six team uh-huh. helps. Um, but, yeah, it's just neat to see all these in the cities. Have you been to other groups now that you've – I haven't been Baltimore to Spurs? the groups because I haven't – because I, you know – I have a son and COVID happened. It's all thing. My little brother lives in Manhattan and he used to live around the corner from the New York Spurs bar. And so I've been to the New York Spurs bar plenty at night. I've never been for a game, but I know, but I've been to the bar. Flannery's, I think it's called. I've been, I've been, I've been to the bar a bunch, but I've never been there during a game because my brother used to live around the corner. Um, I would imagine uh, New York City is probably one of the best places to see a uh, a game. It's a big bar. It gets packed. Brooklyn Spurs is their own thing. They get packed, huh. you know, they have it kind of set because it's so big, you know, so it gets really, it gets really busy. But yeah, I've been to, I've been to there. I haven't, I met my wife in college at the bar that is now used by Delaware Spurs. I went to the University huh. of Delaware. I found that out because one of our members lives near there and he will drive down to hang out for the day in, in Baltimore, but he will often go to the Delaware Spurs bar. Um, so that's just a funny I know, so I've been to a couple yeah. of the Spurs bars, not as Spurs bars, but I have been to a couple of them. Right. A bunch of our members 
it's funny you say Vegas. One of our members is a big uh, billiards player, and he, our president actually, is a big billiards player. And he did a tournament, and his team like qualified for this big Vegas tournament. And when he was out there for the tournament, went to Vegas Spurs and watched. Huh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's just awesome because you show up with your Spurs shirt and you immediately fit in with the crowd. Oh, yeah. I remember particularly at the Vegas bar, uh, I sat next to maybe the drunkest individual I've ever seen. <laughs> Some man from Australia could barely uh, sit on the bar stool. And oh, that's awesome. He he must have had the same conversation with me five or six times. He looked at me, he'd like, up, asked me my name, asked me like who I'm there and like why I'm a soccer fan. But that's awesome. Neither here nor there. I. I'm kind of curious about the board of directors aspect of the yeah. uh, of the supporters group. So, you know, what does the back office of a supporters group look like? And it's <laughs> funny, this is kind of turning into a, a session where I'm just peppering you with questions. Yeah, it's <laughs> totally fine. <laughs> um, so the club mandates that supporters groups have, I think it's three positions and I might be wrong. I believe it's a president, a secretary, and a treasurer. Yeah. Huh. <clears throat> That's like from the club. Um, we also, we have those, we have a member at large and we have a, um, a liaison that kind of does like our, a, a lot of our work with nonprofits and stuff. Mm-hmm. Those are our five positions. Cool. Okay. Um, but I believe the club mandates president, secretary, vice president, or, um, treasurer. I'm, I'm hoping, uh, Jeff, he's, he's the lead on MoCo Spurs, but I'm a, uh, you know, right. I guess a, a cheerleader of MoCo Spurs. And, uh, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I'm sure he's got it all figured out, but now I'm now I'm kind of curious to ask him <laughs> whether he does or not. Yeah, they they have a new. There's a new liaison for for um the club with the American Supporters Clubs, who Danny, our president, work says is really great and super responsive. For what it's yeah. worth. Yeah, I mean it makes sense for Premier League clubs to be, you know, super supportive of us in the United States because we are massive yeah. fans and yeah, exactly. And they're realizing that they're doing really well here. I mean Spurs are bigger as a club among American supporters than I feel like they are like relative to the size of the club in England. Right. That makes sense. That makes sense. Right. Yeah. Like I think they're like one of the top three most supported clubs here. Yeah. But they're not, that's not the case in England. Sure. That makes, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And, it used to be back in the when we were younger. Manchester United was pretty much yeah. the only game in town. Like that's the games that you're catching on the weekend. But in America, it's so easy to catch games. And Tottenham yeah. are a great pick because you don't want to pick a front runner. You don't want to pick a bottom feeder. <laughs> then you learn what Spursy is after a while. Yeah, well, I'm I'm a Knicks fan, so I've known what Spursy is. Mm-hmm. I've known Spursy by another name for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> I was a massive, massive Knicks fan for uh, yep. my entire my entire life. We could talk about Charles Oakley and Derek Harper oh, yeah. and John Starks for days. I bet. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but now I'm uh, now I'm more of a Spurs fan than I am a Knicks fan. That makes sense. How'd you become uh, a Spurs fan in general? So I was looking for a Premier League team. I've always liked soccer to watch, but I didn't watch a lot of it. I was looking for a Premier League team. Um, I did a abroad internship thing with a with a bunch of random, it was like, here's a bunch of Americans. We're going to put them in an apartment for six months. Go nuts. Um, and one of my buddies who was on the trip, who I'm still fairly close with was a Spurs fan. And so we started talking about soccer and we would, you know, watch the, we would watch games or whatever. And he was like, why don't you be a Spurs fan? It's the one all the Jews support. And I was like, all right, I'm in yeah. <laughs> say no more easy enough. Like I don't, I don't have a reason to not to have another team. 
And like I had a friend convincing me to be this team. I was like, all right, easy enough. Yeah, that's exactly what happened to me. It's like a friend yeah, was just feeding me information. I'm only oh. I'm pretty new. I'm like five years in or so. Okay. Just feeding me information, telling me when the games were. And I was like, yeah, I don't have a team. Like this, they look good. They're in the Champions League every year at that point. Yeah, too. midweek soccer, easy pick. Exactly, they're fun. It's so easy enough. What year about was that that you started? Like in- I want to say 2010. 2010. Okay. Maybe 2011. So what but squad look like back then? Who's who's on that squad? Jeez, it was early Hugo, early Hugo, maybe pre Hugo. Um, it was Gareth Bale's first spin, mm. first time around. Mo- um, had ju- what is that? Modric there at that point then too. I think he was. I think Modric was there at the time. Again, I wasn't watching super closely. This is when I decided like Spurs will be the team I watch. Sure, yeah. Um, but I wasn't actually physically watching a ton of those games at the time. Um, Emmanuel Adebayor was our striker for a bit. That was fun. I'm trying to, I'm mostly remembering guys from FIFA, if I'm being totally honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We talk about that on the pod all the time, too. It's like, yeah, you know, uh, Eunice Kabul was a center, was our center, was one of our center backs. I mean, we had, we had a good team. It wasn't anything like we were later in the 2010s. Like, we weren't like towards the end. You know, we were a solid mid table. A little higher than mid-table team. Sure, yeah. Um, we're higher than mid-table, but not at this point. You're not where we are now, where you don't qualify for Champions League and it's a disappointment. Right, or at the very least, uh, we'll, I tolerate Conference League, but I don't know. That was a weird year with Jose when we were uh, in that competition. Didn't like it at all. all and it was COVID years. Awesome. So double sucked. The whole thing was terrible. So which... You know, what years would you say are your formative years where you became, you know, an avid supporter? Oh, Pochettino for sure. Pochettino for sure. Yeah. 100%. And I think that story is probably the case for a lot of American fans, right? Like, they were a really popular team to pick during the Poch era. Yeah. Um, And they were a really easy team to root for. They were fun. They were fast. They moved the ball quickly. They scored a lot of goals. Delhi's a ton of fun. Sonny's a ton of fun. Erickson's a ton of fun. You had, a, you had a, yeah, Erickson was great. You had, um, you had Toby and Jan. You had a, it was just a really fun Kyle Walker and Danny Rose. It was a really fun team. Yeah, yeah. I never mentioned you ask a soccer player who the be- you ask like a professional soccer player the best Spurs player of that era, and they all say Musa Dembele. I know they all do. Yeah. I, and I, I just remember- I just read an article. The Athletic just had a really interesting article about like why everyone thinks Musa Dembele was amazing, and it was really cool to read. Well, what did it say? He just like you couldn't get the ball off him. He was just insane. You just couldn't get the ball off him. I had one half season of uh, Musa Dembele, and I remember uh, really liking him. But then he got sold to China that January. And oh, yeah, he was. You didn't get. You didn't get the best Musa Dembele. Yeah, yeah. The best, like standing in the midfield and you're just dribbling around every single person. It's just the greatest. Was he like in the in the mold of a Benton Kerr? It now went went healthy. Yes, yes. He's imagine like just like as strong as like. Basuma is Basuma without like the mental errors. <laughs> That's awesome. what I'll say. Yeah, Basuma without the mental errors is probably the best way to put. And he's a lefty, which is always fun. Huh. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he used to look tall too, like tall. He was, he was. He was athletic. He was athletic like Basuma, but he was like really smart, and he just did. So he just didn't make those mistakes. I'm trying to think if I can think of another lefty. Center defensive mid outside of Lo Celso, I guess, but like a it's a weird it's a weird one. one. There aren't a lot of them. Yeah, huh. there aren't a lot of them. He also he didn't put a pass wrong very frequently. He didn't like get it. I think there was a period of like six months nobody tackled him. That's insane. It was nuts. It was 
He's probably the only person in the Premier League that avoids being tackled, though, because everyone's sticking a leg out trying to get a yeah. foul these days. But he was great. He was, um, yeah, he was fun. That team was a lot of fun, so that kind of sold me that I made the right decision. And then afterwards, what am I going to stop when he gets fired? Like, no, I'm going to keep watching. I'm not like, you know, once I got in, I was in. Right. It was really weird when he got fired for me because, you know, I had seen the coaching carousel a bit, but as a Spurs fan in that era, we didn't experience it at all. So then – it was a real shock to go then from him to Nuno for a hot minute. Oh, no, no, was it him to Jose? It was right Jose there? to Nuno to Conte. That's right, Jose Nuno Conte, and then to see that coaching carousel start up, I was like, oh, that's right. Like that's how that goes. Yeah, being a manager is not a secure job at all. You get. I I, out, but. I regrettably was pro. I regrettably was like, I think I think he's done, and I wish I hadn't been Pochettino. And yeah. I wish I hadn't. Everyone. I wish that hadn't been my take. At that point, everybody was. It was very popular, on at least on uh, Twitter. It would have been smart to let him do the rebuild and see what happens. I mean, now, obviously, he looks terrible at Chelsea, but, like, whatever. Yeah. Um, now he's a snake and I don't care about him. But at, the t- <laughs> but at the time, I felt regrettable about my take. I still feel a little something in my, uh, in my heart when I look at him on the, on the <laughs> side of the field at Chelsea, but... He is a traitor, and it is nice to see Chelsea lose. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting you say that too, because like Jurgen Klopp last year, Chelsea, uh, Liverpool had a down year, and now this mm-hmm. year they're they're fighting at the top too. So you do yeah. wish they would give some of these managers that have longer terms a, a bit more of a chance to to rebuild. Let's hope. Let's hope. Let's hope Pasta lose the one. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, I mean, so far so good. <laughs> so far so good. Yeah. Oh, it's so much fun. It's so much fun. It's been uh, – it's it It's awesome to see where we are at the table just because of the patchwork backline back we've had for so many months. Insane. It's insane. And Van de Ven back in training today. saw that. I saw that. And I thought I saw Romero uh, not far behind him. Last I heard was a – Romero not far behind him. The, the rumors were Romero was close and then they interviewed Postacoglu and he was like, eh, Romero, Madison, not so sure. Gotcha. And Manor Solomon back though, which is also – Nice. Is he back? Back? I thought I saw that on Twitter today, but now as you're uh, questioning me, I, maybe I'm wrong. He was. Well, they did the they did the thing when they walk into training and they'll have the like social crew ask them questions or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Manor Solomon was in that, and so I got excited because it's like, oh, he's around. Yeah. yeah. Um, I thought, but I don't know. Yeah, no, I hope no, he's no, That'd be awesome. Yeah, and it made me realize I have zero lock screen on the last one. I don't think I've had a lock screen on my phone for ten years. Does that make me really? Happy? Yeah. Yeah, guess so. Huh. Yeah, I just got the um, yeah, just my dog, and then my kids and my wife are on the my kid and my wife are on the other one. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> For anybody that's uh, that's curious, it sounds like an obscure reference I just made out of nowhere, but that was their last uh, social media post for when the players walk in. So. I definitely yeah, they have their lock screens. I think Mickey Vandeven is the one that just has like the globe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like default Apple setting. Skip had a uh, Safari one. Skip had a safari one, which yeah. is cool. Yeah, and then a lot of family friends, which, you know. Mostly family. Mostly family, yeah. So it was cool. They were cool. So, um, you know, talking about the current squad now, what is mm-hmm. your what is your wish list for, for January? <sighs> okay. So we need a defender, probably two, but we're going to get one. <laughs> right. And it's fine. As long as he plays on the right or can play on the right. Like as long as the – and I hope it's Dragushin and I think it's going to be. Yeah. They just – like the rumors – that are like, oh, Napoli might want him. I, they're all coming from Italian sources. 
it's all like all it is is Italian people trying to get more money for education. That's all like that's yeah yeah yeah. It's I heard thirty two million is the number we're that's fine. Who right cares? Yeah, it's like it's, like, it's not my money. <laughs> but it should be. I mean, like it should be. Like you should just say who cares? It's fine. Thirty two, twenty five, whatever. Yeah. Um, it was very funny to go on a tangent. It was very funny when Shohei Otani was getting signed and they were talking about his flight to Toronto and baseball Twitter. I don't know how big of a baseball fan you are. Baseball Twitter was up in arms. I can't believe people are tracking planes. I was like, Oh, you sweet summer child. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's my favorite activity. <laughs> you know, you know, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Redditor uh, then too on come on you Spurs. Summer oh my year. God. I'm not a Redditor. I, sh- I, I, I'm like slowly trying to use it sometimes, but <laughs> That's where the plane. That's where I see the plane stuff. Although I guess I see it on Twitter sometimes. Too. I see it get caught from there to Twitter yeah. or to. But it was just so funny that um, people were complaining about it. I was like, "You have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a common thing. <laughs> you do that all the time." Um, if Benton curs the backup six, or potentially even the starting six, hopefully uh, that's my preference. Uh, I like Zuma a lot, but he needs to get it together. Uh, I mean, he's also gone to like February, so I'm not going to think about him for a while. I'm just so partial to Bentinker and Kulisevsky both for coming in that January window yeah. and just turning around our team. I love Rodrigo. Basuma's yeah, great too, and then Sar is the star boy, so I don't know who's out of that midfield. I think you need, right, and I think, so I think you don't, I don't think you need a midfielder pressing. They're looking at an eight. I don't think you need one terribly. Mm-hmm. Because Madison will come back, Kulisevsky is around, you know, you've got guys. He has a pulse all of a sudden. Exactly. Exactly. But I do I want a winger. I want a winger who can go one on one. The thing is, like the only guy that any either of our wingers can beat is like ancient Kieran Trippier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, Brendan Johnson can run past people, but if he's like if he's like standing there with the ball at his feet and there's a guy in front of him, he's not gonna go past him. We need like a combo of Brennan and, and Kulisevsky, because I find Kulisevsky to be a little slow. Although fantastic yeah. on the ball, and he's probably, very he's slow, but he works so hard and he's so strong. Yeah. Um, but if you could, I he's been so good in the midfield. I like, don't want to put him on the wing again. I know he looks fantastic in that role. We're, we, to be honest, like of late, we haven't missed Madison as much because of how Kulusevski's playing there. I think what's going to happen though, maybe not against Burnley because it's a cup game, but against United, is you'll see Brendan Johnson and um, Kulusevski. Oh no! I guess Madison's going to come back. I don't know. I'd like to see Kulusevski. If you need to, I'd like to see Kulusevski stay in the middle if possible. But I don't know if it's going to. Um, and then you've got. I would really like a winger who can dribble. I would really, really like a winner who could a winger who could dribble. I don't know that it's going to happen. I we're looking at Jota because he's going to be free. Yeah, um, is that in the uh, in the summer window? Yeah, a summer window, we need a winger who can dribble because Sun can't really beat anybody off the dribble anymore. He can't anymore. It's kind of sad, isn't it? It is. He could and play like, a number nine role, clearly, though. He did it fine. Richarlison's been great. Like, it's been good. Yeah. But I, I think we need a winger who can, like, beat a guy from a standing still off the dribble. Yeah. Yeah. Because you need to be able to get to the byline and cross it. That's all we do is get to the byline and cross it, and it works. Yeah, it's been working. We uh, concede a little too much, but... Yeah, we can see it a lot. You know, we haven't had a problem in my mind with the front line, but then I saw a post arguing that, yes, we need some reinforcements up there, and I I think I was convinced. I think we need – 
we don't need a new starting 11 guy this year. Right. I would like next year for us to buy someone who could be our st- a starting, a new winger starting. Yeah, I like that. I think, yeah. I think we can get through the year as is. But I get the need for, I get the want a midfielder. They want Connor Gallagher because he'd be a perfect eight and he's English, but <laughs> that's not going to happen. And yeah. When, uh, you know, when we're, you know, for AFCON, we'll be thin, so we'll be seeing. I guess Hoybier probably won't be shipped out because of the thinness of the kinda, squad there. I kind of hope they do anyway. If I'm being honest, you prefer um, Hoybier there than than Hoybier. What is that? You prefer Oliver Skip as a sub than uh, Hoybier? I think Skip's gone in the summer. Agreed. They should have. I don't think he's good. He's not good enough. He doesn't have the – not good enough at the things he has to be good enough at. Right, right. Um, he just reminds me of Harry Winks too much. <laughs> one day we'll have a central defender that we that is homegrown who is good enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Between Ryan Mason and Harry Winks and Oliver Skip, one day we'll have one that's good enough. That's home. That's from our academy. I just don't know who it's going to be. I had such high hopes for Skippy too because hey. they did nothing but sing his praises in uh, hey. Carroll Road out on the, the other side of the country. Yeah, he was better. He was better in a two midfield where he's not kind of on his own. But that's not how we play. Is the problem? I think he's good enough to start in the Premier League, just not for the team that we have. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Hoybier's thing. The whole thing with Hoybier is I look at Davins and Sanchez, and like we sure couldn't afford to sell a defender, and we did it anyway. Right. Because we can get some money for him. He wasn't in the plans. Him probably. I saw him starting for uh, where do you go? Galatasaray. <laughs> Galatasaray is the ultimate like let's name some dudes club. yes the Turkish league in general is great for that it's great for like oh that guy yeah yeah it's like it's like Sanchez and, and Dombele and Wilfred Zaha and like yeah yeah I think uh, Xhaka isn't he in in one of those uh, Xhaka is I think Xhaka is too yeah I think Granit Xhaka is too there's so many dudes just in the Turkish league it's so funny uh, in Dombele, let's uh, let's move on quickly from that. One. <laughs> I uh, I worked. I break, in I break some news the other week. Can I break some news? I just got a text. Sure. Jed Spence returning to the club from his loan on Leeds. How was he doing at Leeds? Did you pay much attention to him? He got hurt and he wasn't playing a ton, so I think they brought him back so he can get one where he's going to play more. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I can't imagine that. And just like, oh, now I like this guy. I think he's just like going to go play more. That was such a crazy thing with Jed Spence too because he was so highly regarded from Nottingham Forest. And then every manager is like, nope, not yeah. – you know, I don't rate Jed Spence. And then he, he went to loan in League 1 and didn't even play last year. Is that right? Yeah, he went to loan and played well initially. And then because he they got him because both their right backs were hurt. Hmm. I forgot the team, but they got him because both their right backs were hurt. And then they both came back. Huh. Yeah, but he only he hasn't played for us this year, so we could loan him again. Like same with Serge Reguilon, like we could loan him again because he's only he hasn't played for us. Yeah. Whereas like Dane Scarlett uh, played in that cup match, huh? Played in the Fulham Cup match. Yeah, yeah. And so that's he can only play for two teams, and so he can't be like loaned. Oh, so they recalled Dane really for purpose, I guess. So maybe we'll. Maybe. And we need the backup, and especially with Valise out now. Oh, is Valise out? I didn't see that. Two and a half months. No, what happened? Did you watch the Bournemouth game, the end of the Bournemouth game? No, I missed this injury. Oh, he wrecked his knee. My children were uh, running around me screaming, so I like I turned it off after I knew we were going to win late. He went down with like a non-contact kind of deal. No. 
That's... And he like had to stay on because we were out of subs. And so we were playing with 10 men for the end of the game. The last podcast we did, this uh, the other guy I do podcasts with is from El Paso. And he said there's an Ainge disciple that was a coach there in the coaching tree. And they had constant non-contact muscle injuries and maybe a yeah. product of the system. So what's your take on that? That's what it's – so that happened at Celtic too. Um, the first year, everyone struggles to like be fit enough to like run as much as they need to run. I was there was just an article about this in the Athletic. I think like it happens. It's or not the Athletic at the Standard. I think Dan Kilpatrick wrote it. Huh. Um, it happens the first year everywhere he is. It happened at like Yokohama Mariners or whatever it was too. Like the first year wherever he is, hamstring, 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 hamstring. Huh. But then after that, it stabilizes. Well, because then they yeah they have a full year to get used to it and train up to like be fit enough to run as much. I mean, the high line is for the defenders like Romero and Mickey run so much. True. Yeah. Nothing uh, highlighted that high line more than the, uh, yeah. the penultimate game in the, in the season so far against Chelsea. Things were going so smoothly until that game. Oh my God. And then everything fell to shit, but we're still hanging in. We're going to, and we'll beat the shit out of them at stamp at Stamford bridge. I hope so because they stink. <laughs> We were a lot better than them for the twenty five minutes we had our whole team on the full, on the on the field. Yeah, and then that Dyer goal, I thought we were uh I thought we were at least gonna rescue a point at that point. Oh my god, if Dyer had scored that goal actually, that would have yeah. And we were all at the bar losing our mind when Dyer scored that goal. Yes, yeah, we had a good crowd at uh at Saints for that one. It was it was yeah. a lot of fun. But he was off sides, it was fair. Was. But it was but it was it would have been awesome. It would have been so nice cool. finish too though, the the one time really good finish. Yeah. You think he's out and uh, I'm hearing some Portugal rumors for him. I mean, he's he's a free agent at the end of the season. It's if he wants to yeah. play and hopefully get into the Euros. He's the question is like, does he want to play at all in the second half of the season? Right. Or just sit on his fat contract being right. old at this point. Which um, doesn't sound so bad at 36 years old for me. You know, you know who wants him, apparently? Sporting Lisbon? Jose, Jose Roma. Oh, I did hear that. I did hear that. That makes sense. He loved him some Eric Dyer. Take him. Take him. <laughs> Jose can have whatever he wants from uh, Chelsea. Can, yeah, Jose can absolutely have Eric Dyer. <laughs> yeah. So and then Hill. Hill's got to be out on loan too. Hill will be out. Um, I don't know if he's going to be out on loan. He might. Ange likes him. I just don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know if he's got it. Do you like him? I never really like him when I see him. I, I want to like him so badly. Are you a Wonder Years fan? Did you like him <laughs> Wonder Years? Because to me, he looks just like him. <laughs> I want to like him so badly. I just don't. Like, I just don't think he's – he's just not that good. He's just not – he's not – he's too little. Yeah, that's that's what I keep going back for. And I'm sure he likes it in, in La Liga better. He mm-hmm. He's Spanish and he do, does very well there, it seems. Yeah. Yeah. The summer is going to be nuts. We're going to have like seven outgoings in the summer. It's going to be insane. Mm, yeah. But we'll see. We'll yeah. see what happens with Spence. I think that I'm curious if, if he's going to go back out or if he's going to hang out. Apparently it was Leeds that like did the thing. I guess Rodon, there's no uh, hope for him coming back and bo- boosting that back line. He's bossing it at Leeds right now. That's what I've heard. That's what I've heard. And every time he goes out and plays somewhere else, he seems to do well. But he can't seem to be rated by a Tottenham manager either. No, I think he's a good player. Um, but he's not going to, I think he's going to, I think he's going to go and be gone. I think he's going to stay at Leeds. I think he'll get like 
the what did Harry Winks get from Leicester? Like ten million we got for Winks? Yeah, something like that. Who's also I think it'll be something like that. Well. Leeds will get promoted and we'll get something like ten million from them to keep lo- to keep run on. Yeah. That'll be the end of it. That'd be fine. You know? Yeah. The other guy in the podcast is a villa guy and uh they sold Cameron Archer in the summer and I forget who else, but I always like the way that Villa did business because if we had sold Skip after that <clears throat> Excuse me, Norwich loan. I would oh think we would probably get five to ten for him, and you, you may as well, right? I think we'll get something for Skip because he's English, and there's always an English tax. But I don't think we'll get a ton, and it depends on if there's a Premier League team that sees Skip as like a starter or not. Sure, yeah, maybe Southampton will come calling uh, like they did for the oh, Walker Peters, or that'd be great. Yeah, it would be nice. Be, I mean, I'll take it. I would just. We need we need to do a lot of unloading in the summer. It's, I'm very intrigued to see where it goes. Yeah. So so, what's your prediction as far as the uh, the rest of the season? How do you, how do you think Tottenham ends up? I think we could push. I honestly think we could push for the league because mm. we only have one match a week. I honestly think we could push for the league because everyone's getting healthy. Um, that would be awesome. That, and we're not that. That being said, I'm going to say I'm going to say top four. I'm going to say a good cup run. Sketchy hoes. Top four in a good cup run is fine. It would be so nice to uh, to have an FA Cup run. I feel like we're always out of that tournament early. I know, I know. I think I think top four and a good cup run that gets us to you know the semis or something in the FA Cup is my prediction. Um, especially with Madison coming back at the end of the month and Romero and Mickey Van Deven coming back, and then we'll come back and we'll have actual depth in midfield. We're still light up front. We're going to be light up front. Even with Diego Jato, we're going to be light up front. Yeah. Right? I think. That's why we need, like, we need our number one winger to come in. It's interesting, too, like, where, you know, Udogi and Pedro Porro have been so good. At, oh, amazing. What do we have behind them? I guess it's just Davies on the left, and then who's our – Oh, oh Wilson, yeah. That's right. Which is fine. He's, I mean, they're not great. Yeah. They're fine. He's been doing an admirable job filling in at right center back, I would say. He's trying. Yeah. He's he's trying his best. Better than Dyer-Davies pairing. Well, Dyer's just slow, and he's he's slow, and he's uncomfortable on the ball, and he – yeah. What, what, what was he like in the center defensive midfield days? Because he had a lot of time under Pochettino, right? I, I have a jersey. I have an Eric Dyer jersey. I loved Eric Dyer. Um, he was good. He was, I mean, he was, he, as he got older, he got bigger. And it made, I mean, he was always, it made more sense. He shouldn't have been a defensive midfielder. He's too big for that. Hmm. But it worked in the system because it was, a. it was, it, it worked kind of. It worked enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But it also, I mean, we had to rotate. And so because we had Yana and Toby, you know, you ended up with Dyer playing sometimes, and that was fine. Mm-hmm. That was such a nice pairing that Jan Toby uh, mix. Yes. We didn't know how lucky we were. My big call, my big inconsequential call for next year is that Van de Ven, who grew up watching Ajax with Jan Vertonghen, is going to wear number five when we sell Hoy beer. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. That'd be awesome. I would love to see him like, come out that big lefty uh, Superman celebration. If he scored a goal that wasn't like a game winner where everyone was losing their mind, yeah. Yeah. And he did this. And he did the Yon Superman. Oh, he did the Yon that one? That's the Yon, yeah. Super Yon Super yes, Yon. Did did Van de Van do that? No, I wanted oh, to. Oh, yeah, so oh, gotcha. Okay. Sorry. I, I wanted to be so bad. I would be so happy. Yeah, there's nothing better than that left footed finish and, and Yon yeah. 
that was Champions League, wasn't it? Yeah, he Jan. <laughs> I would joke with a buddy of mine that Jan is the best left back in Europe when he was playing left center defense for us. <laughs> yeah, I think he's left back for Belgium, right? The yeah, he played left back for Belgium. Yeah, love Jan. Still, still <sighs> kicking it too. Him and Toby still kicking it in the yeah. Belgian league. So good. So Jan had a really interesting interview about like his like depression stuff after his really bad concussion. I saw that. Yeah, it was good. I mean, I think, uh, yeah, I scream from the top of my lungs about football being dangerous, but you definitely see a lot of hits in soccer where oh, yeah. they go on and try to check him out, but it's like, I don't think that guy should be playing anymore. Yeah. Well, it's better now. Jan, were you still, were you watching it when Jan like almost fainted when he went back on the field? I was very new into it that it's like the, um, the full Champions League run kind of got me into them. So I can't say I remember the specific games as well as uh, it was well scary. Well. He got a head injury and like they took him off and he was like, I can go back on this before they like mandated the checks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he came back on and like basically fell down. Huh. Yeah. That's it was really, really scary. Play. Yeah. It was scary. Yeah. Um, it's awful. That's a, but yeah, man, I, let's, I'm hoping for a defender. I'm hoping for a defender. I'm hoping for a winger. I would like someone better than Jota, but I'm not holding my breath. I think we're okay in the midfield though. I wouldn't hate, Someone who could be a six or an eight, and then you have Bendiker for the other. Yeah, yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. It's going to be That's weird in January. Like, we just can't seem to get the squad fully together, whether it be Afcon Asian Cup or uh, or injury. So no, we really can't. We'll be um, together, and then I do think we could, you know, make a title run. Maybe people would scoff at us for saying that as Spurs fans, but. That's what I'm saying, man. I really – I think we can do it. We've got – we'll have so much depth. We'll have all of our guys back. All we had to do was keep pace during this period, and we did. Yeah, yeah. And then We're uh, six points off the top. We've made up six points in less time. If if we, you know, are close to that title game, I'm going to make the drive up to Baltimore. I'm going to I'm gonna watch you, you guys. Although I have my Montgomery Spurs faithful who would, who would definitely be out for that one. You guys are welcome whenever. Make the drive up. We're always around. Huh. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I don't want to keep it too much longer. Uh, we usually end the podcast with, with rants. Anything <laughs> soccer-related doesn't have to be Spurs. Can be Spurs. Okay. Um, but it's always off the top of your head, so whatever you can. Anything, a soccer-related rant? Soccer-related rant. That's, uh, that's how we end. Okay, so I'm trying to – I'm going to get this as I – I'm going to – it's going to happen as we go, so you're going to have to bear it's with fine. me. It's fine, yeah. That's how it always is. There's not too many listeners to this pod, too. I think we got about <laughs> from like 30 to – you know, at the higher end, hundred listens. So fair enough. Yeah. Um, I don't like that Daniel Levy is making me like Daniel Levy. Daniel Levy is finally doing. He's so, he's a very good business person. He's made good hires. We're making sense. And the only option to not being full on Enoch out, Levy out, crazy person is to like Daniel Levy. I can't just be in the middle and not fucking care about Daniel Levy. And I really wish I could just be like, he's fine, whatever. He's a pretty good businessman. But I have to have a stance and I can't say – and I'm not a Levy out guy. And so that means I'm a Levy in guy and I don't want to have to be that. That's a that's an excellent rant because you look at the period he's taken over the club. He You can tell he cares about the club. It's not like the Glazers, mm-hmm. you know, where right. everybody hates the soullessness of what Manchester United is. Like Daniel Levy cares. He's made the club a lot of money. Grew up as a fan. Yeah, yeah. But it's but I don't like I don't ever want to root for someone like Daniel Levy. But <laughs> like 
He's pretty good at his job. We're making a lot of money. The club's going to eventually, in a couple of years, it took Arsenal a couple of years for their new stadium to start printing money. Yeah. And they have and the NFL rolling through there every season now. It's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. It's going to happen. But that's my that's my rant. I don't like that Daniel Levy is making me like Daniel Levy. Mm, that's a great – Slash Daniel Levy discourse is making me like Daniel Levy. It made me think of one more question, though, before I let Please. you go. Have you been to White Hart Lane? Either, uh, the old I went to the old White Hart Lane. Oh, you went to the old one? Tell, tell I went with that. with that friend that got me into Spurs. We took a trip. And we we went over the holiday period, and we had two options for games. One was a United game, and one was a Chelsea game. Both great and we went to the United game, yeah. and the United game was 0-0. And the Chelsea game ended up being 5-3. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, but I mean, it was great. It was awesome. It was so cool. I need to. I want to make it to the new stadium. Um, it's on my list. I'm trying to figure out if I'm like, am I going to go with my son? Am I going to leave my wife home alone for a while? Like, what am I going to do here? So, yeah. um, maybe when my son's a little older. Nice. Yeah, I actually haven't been to either. My wife's yeah. always telling me, uh, you know, she doesn't like if I do an international fun trip without her. So that's always. Uh, I, she's going to have to come and somehow yeah, we'll do a, to ditch the offspring. I think because or, or wait like ten years. So we'll see. Yeah. I take my son to the bar all the time. He likes watching. He likes watching or he likes watching baseball games in person. He really likes going to sports games. Nice. Camden is beautiful. Yeah, my uh there's a pretty good contingent of kids at Moco Spurs. We usually have a few. Yeah. Camden's doing the the Orioles this season are really good. They're all their Saturday games start at four, which is perfect. Oh nice. Yeah. Yeah. All their home Saturday games start at four, which is perfect for a kid. Huh. For a toddler. Yeah. Yeah. Home by so uh, get a lot of bedtime too, which is always very important. That's what I'm saying. We'll be we'll be at them we'll be at a lot of them. Yeah. All right, Jesse, thanks so much for, for jumping on the podcast. Um, Thank you for having me. It was yeah. fun, a lot of fun. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll touch base later in the season, all right? For sure, come down whenever. All right, sounds good. Bye. See ya. This is some baby-making music right here.